Hello and welcome along to the Three Amigos FBL podcast. I'm Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. In this Getting to Know You mini-series, we've interviewed FBL managers from all over the world as it's our mission to let our listeners get to know the people behind the FBL accounts we interact with each week. To do that, we've come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. With the amigos now, we have Abdul, who you should all know and love from his Twitter account, at FBL underscore Salah. Abdul, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bear your soul to the FBL community? Yes, yes, I am. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. You're uh, very welcome. Thanks a million for coming on. Welcome along. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome Thank along. You. So the first one is um, is to ease us into the pod. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, obviously, as you guys know, my name's Abdul. Um, I'm, from, um, I'm from Scotland, uh, as you can probably tell by the accent. Um, I've, I'm married, two kids. Um, I work in uh, marketing, so I work for a, a magazine publisher, and uh, I do the marketing for the, uh, for, for kids magazines. Um, so that's that's my that's my full time job, and obviously I've got the kind of part time FPL stuff as well. So yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. So another marketer. There's so many of us in the community. I didn't realise you were actually marketing. Yeah, yeah. Well, who else is a marketer? Uh, so <laughs> I am. Mark All right, nice, is. nice. Yeah, there's there's actually loads of us um, that work in marketing. Who've been on the pod, yeah. Monkey, Lucy, yeah. Tell me, you're doing your marketing um, kids' magazines. What kind of, uh, just just a matter of interest, is there anything we kind of know of? Um, uh, no, my kids don't really really read magazines as such as much as I used to be big, obviously into comics as a kid. But um, but mine haven't really gotten into magazines as such, other than the occasional match and shoot and so on. Yeah, well, there's probably one you'll know. You guys are probably aware of the the Bino magazine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the company I work for uh, publishes that. So um, I do the marketing side um, on the subscription side for that. And then there's a few other ones like um, Shout Magazine, Animals and You. Um, like you know, kind of for the younger kids, but I think I think Bino is like the most popular. That's kind of like worldwide and totally, yeah. And like yeah, everybody's kind of read the Bino. Um, when they were Sta- when they were kind sta- of staple of my diet when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Nice so. one. Nice one. Nice one. So, Abs, tell me, uh, we're gonna go into a nice icebreaker. Not that we need it, but you know, it's it's a nice question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> normally gets people. Tr- uh, tricks people and uh, they always say oh it's the one that i had to think the most about if you weren't human which animal yeah. would your personality match best with and yeah. why yeah yeah see this was a hard one um like <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna say i'm gonna say a lion right um just because like, oh yeah king. i bet you will <laughs> <laughs> just because he's like king of the jungle kind of that and uh <laughs> just mostly because like they lays about all day and they really like meat, so like that's, that's kind of like me. I, I, I love my meat, and I, I'm I'm actually like a really lazy person. Um, I, I try I try and lazy about as much as I can. I love my sleep, so yeah, that's that's the kind of closest uh, I could come to uh, when I was thinking about um when I was thinking about animals. I did think sloth, but I just mm. thought lion sounded a bit cooler. So yeah, yeah. a lot cooler. <laughs> it's regal, yeah. like like uh, the Egyptian king, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, like, I think of lions as as like 
you know, they earn respect. They're quiet. They don't shout the loudest. But when you, they shout, you hear them. Now, obviously, you have shitloads of followers on Twitter. But I wouldn't say you're the loudest. But when, when you speak, people say, oh, listen to Abdul. A lot of people say, Abdul, what are, you, what, what are your moves? So we're in group chats together. I notice people. Abdul, what are your moves? There's 16 people in the group and people are just only interested <laughs> in what Abdul is doing, you know? So, yeah, fair enough. No, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Interesting Thank answer. Yeah, that's, yeah. Nice. that's a nice compliment. Thanks. Need to bring you down a peg or two now. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I do I do like the lion choice. It, I, I mean, I personally think sloths are adorable, but a lion is definitely a bit more of a glamorous spin of yeah, maybe yeah. the same character traits. So, it's you know, like good choice. Um. So tell us why FPL Salah as your handle. Yeah, so I think this is quite a controversial one. Um, so I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but I know Mars is is aware, but um, I'm actually a Manchester United fan. I did um, hear not that long ago, as in shortly before recording, that you I assumed you were a Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah, every, everyone does, everyone does, and so yeah, so there's a story behind why why I'm FPL Salah, and um, yeah, so. I'm I'm just going to diverge a little bit before I answer this question, if that's if that's okay. Um, you know, there was like a poll which um, which Mark put up on on Twitter the other day about whether you'd rather win FPL or or your team to win the league. I don't know if you guys seen that. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. There was like a like a poll. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I so believe some of the answers, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, I, I was one of the ones that said, you know, for me to win FPL because, you know, it's kind of like it's always about for me, it's about kind of looking after number one. And I got into a few discussions with people, and um, I kind of realised that because like I, I live in Scotland, so obviously I'm not like I'm not from Manchester, so I'm not in that community, so I, I maybe don't have that kind of sense of belonging to to that club as people that that live there and kind of you know kind of live and breathe in the city and live and breathe Manchester United, so. I kind of thought to myself, maybe that's why, um, you know, I kind of thought more about myself than, um, you know, you know, kind of than, you know, my team and, and, and like, you know, the Manchester United kind of fan base. But, um, yeah, so I kind of realised maybe I'm not like a, you know, a hardcore fan, um, you know, as hard, as hardcore as, as, you know, most people that, that kind of live there. But, um, the reason I picked the FPL Salah was because, just simply because obviously, like, um, I'm Muslim, and obviously he's a Muslim, and like obviously, you know, in the last ten, fifteen years, you know, Islam, my religion, is you know, it gets a really bad name, um, kind of in the media, so it gets it goes through a bit of a hard time. And just just when F, when kind of Salah had that kind of breakthrough season, uh, you know, he was banging in the goals, and he, you know, he was he was bringing a positive light, he was shedding like a positive light um, onto onto the religion, and and people were kind of you know realizing you none know, of this world class player and he's a muslim and he was he was bowing down after he was scoring the goals so you know he wasn't he wasn't ashamed of who he is or he wasn't embarrassed by that and you know he was confident in that and you know he even had like liverpool fans you know singing thing you know like they were singing their chants like you know if he if he scores again I'm you know we're we're going to become muslim and things like that and you know I was just kind of you know shedding a really positive light so that really kind of that really appealed to me and um it was it was it was kind of that time where um, I, I made my actual um, kind of FPL Twitter account. So I picked FPL Salah because he was, you know, he was banging the goals for my team, and I just kind of really, really loved, um, you know, the fact that he was, you know, he was, he was, he was, you know, kind of bringing such, you know, positive, you know, vibes to, to my religion, and you know, kind of changing people's perspective of it just by being a good at football. You know, he wasn't kind of coming on camera and saying. 
you know, like, you know, Islam's like this or like that, or justifying his religion. He was just, mm. you know, just being good at football. So I think, I think for me, these things kind of supersede football and, you know, kind of uh, tribal fans. So um, that, that that's pretty much the reason why why I've got FPL Salah um, as as my username. Excellent. That's as good a reason that's, as that's, any. That's, yeah, absolutely. and especially, I, I think that shows one of the, you know, we obviously have this backdrop um, with racism that, I mean, occurs widely anyway, but is obviously highlighted in football and some of the abuse that players have received. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to actually think about some of the, the positive stories that have come out of, of football and, and football being such an international sport and showcasing Definitely. cultures in a positive light, um, yeah. particularly with, you know, maybe people who uh, don't know enough or, do, or only read bad news stories. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, I've I've never been kind of one of these um you know really tribal football fans where, uh, you know, I'll hate a player just because he's on you know he plays for Liverpool or he plays for Man City. Like you know, if I, I just appreciate you know good footballers and good football, I love watching, you know, um any team. You know, I, I loved you know I was I enjoyed watching how good Liverpool were um last season. You know when they would I mean I didn't enjoy watching them winning the league and that, but you you have to appreciate when you know when they were playing good football. And um, yeah, so I've never been like one of those kind of you know uh, having hate for other teams, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the rivalry is is there. I mean, I, I obviously, you know, you don't want them to win over, over your own team, but oh yeah, I see it in the group chat. Don't worry, I I, I notice it. I notice it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Lance, yeah, but uh, yeah, so yeah, so I, th- I think um, yeah, I, th- I, hope, I hope I've justified myself and when we've got FPL Salah. <laughs> I think it's a beautiful reason, mate. Yeah, that like if he scores another few, then I'll be a Muslim too, and. If it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. So yeah, exactly. Mosque, that's exactly. where I want to be. You know, like, no, honestly, I, you it. know, sometimes, like, uh, pe- 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 you know, like, the generalisation is easy with people, etc. Um, I know you have, uh, uh, I know you have this uh, long, beautiful beard that we've seen on the wire and everybody talks about mm-hmm. it. But, you know, a lot of the guys like us, Muslims, especially like you with, with a beard, people look, people look, look, look at you sometimes in a different way, right? So, Salah's exactly. come in and, literally changed and opened people's eyes that you can be a Muslim, have a beard and actually be a decent guy just yeah. playing football and scoring game and be a nice guy doing exactly. a lot for That's, his country. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. No, you know what, it's, it's, it's especially good for like the young, the younger generation, you know, yeah. the guys, you know, people in school who kind of are grown up, maybe, you know, a bit confused with their identity and, you know, like, you know, and I don't know about you, Mars, but when I was at school, it was kind of like, um, you know, you, you were a bit kind of um, wary about telling people exactly, you know, oh, who you were. Yeah, and, it was know, difficult, man. About yeah, it was difficult. Be, being Palestinian as well and, and everything associated with it. It was difficult. Exactly. At the time, exactly. there wasn't a lot of media coverage of it. Um, yeah, no, completely understand, man. Mm-hmm. Completely understand. So um, just continuing with the with the football thing. So now we know why. Why FBL Salah? But how and when did you first get into FBL and football in general? Mm-hmm. Well, football. I, I mean, I, as long as I can remember, I, mean, I think I was maybe around about um, four or five when I started sport. You know, I mean, I think it was more because of Sir Alex. Obviously, he's been he was Scottish, and I think in, in the end days, obviously, you know, you're a kid and you just kind of really support who's winning. And obviously, with maybe from Scotland, I mean, I've got my local team here as well, Dundee United, but. Um, I mean, I can't exactly remember the reason why I started sporting Manchester United, apart from, you know, uh, being Sir Alex uh, as the manager. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've supported them for as long as I can remember. 
Um, and um, FPL was just um, I've been playing since 2006-7 season, and um, I was introduced actually by um, by one of my friends um, who who started the league and um, I started in game week two in my first season because obviously they already started the league and they told me about it and yes ever since then I've just been just been totally hooked. Awesome stuff. And uh, tell me, I know you do a lot of stuff with the hub and um, with Fantasy Football Hub, but um, how how did that start up? And um, kind of what what is it? That, what is it? Tell the listeners a little bit about kind of what you do there. Yeah. So uh, with the hub, um, so I've been with them. I've been writing for them for about a year and a half now. Um, so basically, I'm, I write weekly articles for them. Um, just basically. Um, you know, showcasing the best players for uh, the upcoming game week, um, and then also I do kind of bespoke articles. You know, if you know if um, any double game weeks are around the corner, or you know, there's kind of um, you know a period where a lot of people mm-hmm. wild, are are wild carding, I'll do articles on that. But um, yeah, so I've, I'm kind of I've been a regular with them um, for about a year and a half, and also I do my uh, my team reveal as well. Um, so always you're probably aware they've got like a team reveal section where mm. myself, um, FPL General and Matthew, FPL Heisenberg, um, we kind of just um, do our team reveals before every game week. So so I do them as well. Awesome. Brilliant stuff. Mm-hmm. And on the subject of FPL, what would be your favourite FPL memory? Yeah, so this, this was a fun one because... Um, I've got quite a few, but there's. I'll tell you one which kind of stuck out this season, and then my kind of all-time favourite. So the one this season um, was when I bought in John Stones for his for his brace. Um, you know when he scored that oh, scored that yeah. goal. That was that's probably like my my best immediate transfer I've ever made. Like since I've been playing the game, that was just like just pure outrageous. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I said that was outrageous. Yeah, it was. It was All totally of us outrageous. Owners, it was just like, oh my god, did that <laughs> <happen>? <laughs> Yeah, and and the best thing about it was is because the reason I got like I, I already had Diaz, and the reason I got Stones was because I couldn't afford Cancelo, so <laughs> it was <laughs> it was even better. Um, it was just like yeah, so that was just like you know that was that was awesome. <laughs> but um, one one of my favorite ever moments was um. When I don't know if you guys remember Sessignon who played for uh, Sunderland. Um, so this was a, a good few years ago, and um, it was a double game week. And uh, Sunderland had obviously two games. I think Sunderland were the only team who had a double game week that week. And um, th- this was like kind of way before Twitter, and this is when like you know you were kind of on the fantasy football scout forums. So um, you know it wasn't FPL wasn't as big back then, and it was more about kind of like mini leagues and you know kind of playing against friends. And he, so Sessegnon had um, a double game week and he, he blanked the first game and the second game, um, it was like 90 minutes and, and it was nil-nil. And then I just, I just remember that day so clearly because I was, I was driving in my car and I just heard, um, you know, the radio, I had had like had um, Talksport on and just like, you know, there was a nice second minute and then the goal update and it, and it was Sessegnon and it was just like, you know, the second game, 90 second minute and I just went, I just remember <laughs> ballistic, just remember going crazy. I don't know if you guys remember that, but um, yeah, that was... Is, is, that the, is that the double game week where they had, uh, Dave, David Moyes was there or something and they had like, um, they kept two clean sheets in those games? Uh, no, this was Sunderland, so I don't think yeah, David Moyes... Maybe not David Moyes, but did they not 
keep like the Sunderland kept a couple of um, there was a double game week where they may, maybe it's that maybe it's not but I remember Sunderland delivering in a double game week but uh, I mean look 92nd minute gosh it's, it's yeah, just, yeah. This so was that, a, yeah that was that was one that stuck out never give up just, right <laughs> yeah exactly it was just beautiful just beautiful moment <laughs> you, you get people you get people going oh he's not scoring uh you know yeah uh, exactly all the all the all the jinxing that goes on now in the FPL oh, to him. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been guilty of myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. But yeah, that was a good moment. Yeah. So, um, th- continuing with the FBL theme. So, um, you're the boss at FBL for one day and can change yeah. one rule or feature in the game. What is it? Yeah. See, what I actually think um, FPL, I, I, I really like the game because it's quite simple. I mean, it's one of those where you just lock in and the deadline's over and that's it. You know, you don't have to think about anything else um so i like the simplicity of it but there's a few things i don't like um just one is the bonus point system i think that could be that could be better but if i was to make a like kind of a a quite a significant change i think i would change the either change the triple captainship right just get rid of that and change that to something else um i don't know if you guys play the norwegian game yeah the norwegian fantasy football but they've got one no. Like they've got their chips are really good. They've got one called um, Rich Uncle, which um, it's basically like a free hit, but you've got unlimited budget. Oh. And um, they've also got um, two captains where you know you obviously your your captain and your vice both score double points for that game week. Um, so like you know change change that because I think triple captainship is it's just so kind of hit and miss. Um, I'd rather have I'd rather have something a bit better than that. Um, so probably change that chip, or if if not that, I'd, I'd definitely change the the deadline to the first kickoff. Definitely. So that so, all clean sheets were out. Yeah, just so you can get the clean, uh, you, you can get the the, for team the early sheets, games. Yeah. yeah, for the early game, yeah, just because. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a selfish one, just because it it gave me a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know I wouldn't give uh, guys got, obviously like it's Kylie. It's your choice. Think, yeah, yeah. Well, there is. There, it's kind of funny because whenever that question is asked to people, they either go range from "I want to make the game simpler," as in remove chips altogether, or other ones then want to, um, you know, change the point system so that more players are relevant, fantasy relevant, and also that there's more chips that are kind of, you know, more more usable chips or more powerful chips, I guess, as you're describing there. But even when you say there with the um, in terms of your trip, you know, if you were getting rid of the budget, like the rich uncle, which I really like the sound of that one. Um, mm. That was kind of funny because in the free hit, actually, only this last week, there was it was one of the first times where I was actually doing my free hit draft and I could literally pick any combination at all. It was almost like playing, you know, just a one week um, um, daily fantasy game. Um, where yeah. there was no, I could literally just pick any player I wanted. I could upgrade whatever I wanted because um, it was there was you, you couldn't find um, enough players to spend money on with only the four matches going on. But um, no, I like the sound of all those. Yeah, was that was that in game week uh, twenty nine? You played yours? Yeah, 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 yeah. Worked out worked out quite well. Could have been a little bit yeah. better, but but I was happy enough with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, three hitters in 29 had a had a field day. It was seen by lucky, every, everyone that everyone was talking Apple, about. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the luck. <laughs> I won't comment on that, Matt. They yeah, all in Trossard, that's the problem. And, you know, Literally, every, every, every bloody player had to, to well, bang, didn't it? Lingard, well, every, Trossard, every single like player, yeah. 
every player that everyone wanted to have for the game week banged. Um, yeah, but it was funny because it was one of those things that um, you know yourself, Abdul. Sometimes with with uh, Twitter, you can be thinking that the whole universe must own Trossard, and somebody was yeah. it was a good tweet. It was like um, you enter FBL Twitter and you look at Trossard's ownership, and it's like you know a crowd going mad in a stadium or something, and then you look at his actual over- <laughs> yeah, yeah. overall ownership, and it's like zero <laughs> or two percent. Yeah. Well, it's more that some of us, namely myself and Sophie, who have emotional scarring from owning Trossard for so long this season, uh, and, and during which time he just kept hitting the crossbar, yeah. uh, to actually see anybody get any points from him is distressing. But ah. then, yeah, to, to see that <laughs> that seeming huge amount of people on Twitter, which I realise is a yeah. small number. Just a small number, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, when sorry. he scored running for their phones yeah yeah exactly um okay so tell us about yourself as an fpl manager in three words yeah i mean i would say i was i was quite patient um i'm quite a patient manager um I, essentially kind of i would say i was calculated um is another one i'd use because i'm i'm I really kind of think about my transfers uh, before I make them. I don't kind of kind of knee jerk, um, and it, like mostly uh, don't knee jerk or make kind of emotional decisions. So yeah, patient, um, calculated, and uh, I don't know. The third one's difficult. I'd say, um, I don't know, good. I'd say I've got I've got a, a decent record. Um, when it comes to, um, I mean, it's, it's one of the things I'm actually like kind of really good at. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not like re- really, really good at many things, but FPL is one of them. So, yeah, yeah, I'd probably say that was, that was how it, good at. So you might as well celebrate it. Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. Have you have you found that getting more difficult now with more players and that amount of information? Yeah. You, you, uh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely getting. I mean, I mean, there's so much information out there now, Mars. Like, you know, people are getting kind of spoon-fed information off, like, you know, Twitter. Not only just like the main account, like the main like official account, just like other accounts. You know, you've got, you know, brilliant accounts like, for example, you know, Big Man Bucker with his um, weekly reviews. You've got, you know, so many threads every week. Um, you know, people, you know, kind of digging out really good stats I mean it's just everything's there for you so and mm-hmm. then also you've got people obviously you know you've got just for example like on fantasy football hub we've got the team reveals and then you've got all the YouTube channels um, you know doing their moves prior to deadlines so you know everything's there people can not only you know they've got all the information there you know let like, me ask you on that a quick segue just, you, you mentioned it so I remember I, I, or so I, to be honest I'd I, don't really watch YouTube, but I, I obviously follow Andy. And I remember there was yeah, a bit yeah, where yeah. he was basically saying people are complaining because uh, somebody in their league was copying his team and they, and they are top. Can he stop sharing his <laughs> team? Now, obviously, you reveal your team. So do you, do, you find, do you find people complaining or people copying your team? I mean, I don't get it. It's a game. If you don't play the game yeah. your style. I know people play it for money and we, you, know, you can't help that. But what do you think about this copying and like... You know, for me, if you think somebody's copying, kick them out of the league. I mean, if they're sad enough to do that, just kick them out if you have to, you know? <laughs> I, I mean, you know what? I've, I've got quite a different view on that, uh, Mars, to be honest. Like, yeah, a, a lot of people do copy. Um, 
And um, I really think it's down to them. I mean, it's not against the rules to copy. I mean, as far as I know, it's not against like the FPL rules. But people do copy, and I think people, a lot of people that do it, as as you said, they're in like money leagues. So they probably, I mean, people, if you've got like a lot of money riding on on a league and you've not got time to, you know, do all the research and you know, kind of go on Twitter, you know, like three or four times a week, then. And then you've got some guy there who's revealing his team every week. Then you know it, it could be tempting for them with a good uh, record, and, like you in general, etc. Yeah, yeah, and people do do it. I mean, I get messages like in, in like my DMs and um, you know on Twitter, you know, people asking, you know, like if I've not revealed my team by you know like kind of Thursday, Friday, people are asking when it's coming out, etc. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it personally. Um, obviously, it's not how I like to play the game, but I mean, if people want to do it, it's just it's, it's totally up to them. Um, uh, yeah, oh, so if I don't do a crazy move once in a while or something like that, I mean, you know, the, I, I'm second to Don in the crazy moves, but I, I just can't. I don't get it. I, I, I see what you mean, especially when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. I don't get it because for me, it's a game, which is why I've always, like, you know, I have all the respect for, for Patreon, etc. But for me, I wouldn't, I'm not going to pay for that because it's a game. I just want to enjoy it. You know, but I understand, yeah. like you said. Anyway, sorry, I took a segue just because it was. Um, no, 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 it's, it's an interesting topic. point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely do think it's it's a lot harder to finish. Um, like for example, in the top ten k now than it was, you know, four or five years ago. Um, you know, the, the player pool is increasing. There's like eight million players now with this season, mm. and um, yeah, and information out there. Yeah, it's it's getting harder. It's definitely getting harder. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, talking about uh, tactics and kind of setting up your team, as you mentioned there, which your re- reveals, but how do you generally set up like your week one team? Because we all know the importance of getting off to a good start. Now, you can always make it up, but if you do have a hot start, it tends to um, give you a massive advantage and kind of yeah. more flexibility with chips and so on. But um, how about that? Would you kind of tell me, tell us a little bit about how you generally set up um, your week one team and also then um, about your transfers and captain decisions? When do mm-hmm. you tend to make those? Yeah, so so like my week one team is is always usually, I mean, I play as as safe as possible. Like I'll have, um, I'll, I'll try not to take any kind of punts or risks. Um, I'll go for like high one players because the, the way I kind of play is, like week one, like, you know, to say around about 15, 16, you know, I try and like just kind of stay with the pack. So have it as template as possible. You know, try not to get left behind, if you know what I mean. Because like sometimes if you if you go too rogue at the start, I mean, you have a bad start and it's really, really hard to to make up ground because, you know, you're you're constantly making transfers to fix your team and you probably end up making rash transfer decisions, which usually happens when you're not doing well. So, yeah, just kind of play really safe at the start. Um, you know, go for the template picks, uh, nothing too risky, and then really just kind of um, around about now actually. Um, if you if you're talking about you know kind of game week 28, 29 up, um, you know if you want to start taking risks, now is the time to do it. Um, I wouldn't be looking to take any risks like kind of you know uh, before this point because um, I think there's like um, you know there's too many points on you know on, like available. But mm. now I think it's it's the time to take risks near the end of the season, um. So that's what I usually do, um. So like, I mean, I, I've I'm I'm actually in quite a good position at the moment. Um, I'm ranked um, eight k. So that's obviously okay. I'm gonna kind of try and mix up a bit now. Um, I mean, I, when I say mix up, I'm not gonna go crazy. I mean, you know, you you look for little opportunities, um. You know, if you see like you know a certain week where you think you know you can kind of diverge in the captain 
or you know you can bring in a certain player who, who nobody's really got as lowly owned. Um, yeah, so that's that's how I kind of generally look at the I, if you look at actually, the overview of the season. I actually saw um, a good uh, thread earlier on from um, Late Riser as well, and we all know like yeah. he likes his he likes his um, you know differential captain picks in particular and kind of thinking outside the box and upside chasing. Yeah, well, it yeah, can, exactly. exactly upside chasing, but it can it can blow up a little bit at you at times. But um, as he said in it, and you mentioned there about 8K, his um, his rationale behind it, which sounds like your similar thinking to you there, is 8K is pretty much the same as if he finishes, I don't know, uh, 28K or something like that, you know, in terms of your rank and stuff. So, mm. in, you know, a lot of people do tend to clam up a little bit when they do have, when they're high in the ranking, they go, they try to come a little bit more conservative. Um, whereas his analogy was like, if you're fourth in a race and you have three cars ahead of you, you just try yeah. to protect yourself from the guys behind you, or do you actually try to overtake? Um, so you know, it's just interesting to hear you pretty much kind of echo those thoughts in terms yeah. of look for a little bit of a differential if one is if one does present yeah. itself. Yeah, no, and, and and just another thing on that as well is like, um, you know, the, 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 I did read that thread and it was good, but I think I had a feeling some people might get a bit. Um, kind of um, distracted that or, or think that what he meant by that was, you know, just to go crazy on no, your, like, no. on a differentials. But I think mm. he, he reiterated that, you know, um, you know, it's not about just kind of, you know, you know going gung-ho on it. It's about, like, you know, kind of picking your battles. And if yeah. you look at, like, um, last season, I think Late Riser finished um, around about 30th or something. And, um, like, the, the, he, he made some, you know, big captain calls which kind of shot up the ranks. And then, but if you see the... Um, you know the, the decisions he made, like for example, having Martial captain. I mean, it, was, it wasn't a bad. I mean, it was a you know it's a, it's a top four team, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a good player, and it was it's a good fixture against Sheffield yeah. United. Sterling so. instead of KDB. Yeah, um, yeah. He, totally. He went, looking for a differential for the sake of one, it was actually exactly exactly Kelly. Exactly. Not captaining like Ollie Watkins was... without Grealish, for example. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when yeah. I own him. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's not like you know. I mean, it's, it's not like he was captain in, you know, like uh, I don't know, I don't like Trossard or something against you know or or something like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, they were still good captain decisions, but it's just about obviously picking your battles. Mm. So yeah. st- staying with this topic, you, you you said you calculated, and I can see that sometimes when you know with your moves, etc., you don't panic if you don't have a player that everybody has, right? That that you don't. Yeah. Because I think you didn't have Kane for a while, right? And I, I don't yeah, know if you actually right. don't know if you have him or not. Yeah. Um, but so when is it that? So you know, you just mentioned that you know at eight k you might you might want to f- do something. When is it that you decide to you know take a risky uh, lineup or captain choice? Like uh, when do you feel confident about doing that? Being a calculated manager. Um, like as I said, just at the end of the season, like because. Obviously, the, the, the game is running out, and um, I just think now, um, I mean, this season, the way it's played out is obviously it's, it's different to other seasons because usually we've got like, you know, big double game meets coming up at this time of year, like, you know, 30, 34 and 37, but we're not going to have them. I think we're going to, might have another one, like, like a, one in 35, but um, that's not really confirmed yet. But, um, like, I've, I've not, I've, I don't usually have my wild card, um, you know, handy so late so right now I'm, I'm going to use my wild card in 31 and I know a lot of people have used their wild card so I can I can use that to bring in maybe one or two kind of differential players or maybe you know like double up on the Chelsea defence or something like that and 
Um, but yes, it's, I mean, also it's, it's season dependent, so you just need to look at how it how it's playing out. But usually, you probably look at um, you know kind of differential captains. Um, that's probably the best way to kind of attack. Um, you know, you know, go differential if you want to kind of shoot the rankings. It's probably best to look at uh, different captains. I was having a discussion today actually where um, this, um, you know, like this week is actually a decent week to go differential on the captain because most guys will be on Kane, but Bamford's actually got a really good fixture um, at home yeah. Sheffield United. So um, I mean, you know, yeah, Kane's got Newcastle away, which is great, but I mean, um, you know, Bamford could easily. Um, could easily kind of outmatch him. And if I, if I was like, say, about 40, 50 points behind top 10k at the moment, it's probably a move that I'd be looking at. Captain Bamford? Yeah, Captain Bamford ahead of Kane, yeah. But obviously, with with, with the, um, like, because I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of where I want to be, I'd, I'd probably go for Kane this week and then look look at something yeah. else. Kind of near Keep switching kind of between the two of them. I keep switching between the two of them. I'm, I'm around 150. And, okay, but I've always said, uh, it's funny, once I started looking at OR, my OR took up, it plummeted, absolutely oh. plummeted. I was always a mini league person. So now yeah. I'm trying not to look at it and I'm trying to focus on my mini leagues because I'm in a good position mm-hmm. in some of them. Um, but you can't, but sometimes just being around Twitter and everything, everybody's talking about it. So you can't help but look, right? So, um, yeah, I keep switching yeah. between the two and thinking, right, you know, it's enough having three leads. Don't don't put your eggs in all your eggs in one basket, etc. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends like where you want to be. If you if you're chasing, then you probably have to go Bamford. But if you're if you're in the lead, then you're kind of defending. Probably stick to Kane. Mm. But yeah. got two weeks to think about it. I've switched off. I, I haven't even looked yeah. at my team. <laughs> yeah, no, same, yeah. same. Think we all need it. All yeah. right. So this is our Genie question. Uh, so named because of uh, Mars's previous uh, hatred of Dini and not wanting him in his team. It yeah. should probably be changed now since he's not in it. And also Mars is pretty chill and I'm the one that is building like a vendetta list that's quite alarming. <laughs> um, I'm running out of players. I'm specifically running out of very cheap forward options. Um, but aside from that, what, if any, players or teams do you try and avoid in FPL? Are there any trolls that that you just try and escape? Um, no, like I'm, I'm quite. I'd say I'm quite emotionless when it comes to like you know having hatred for players or you know like if I've got a player I don't like, like for example, if you know there are players that you kind of don't really like in real life, like you know you've got your John Terry's and Joey Barton's, but. Um, I mean, if if they bring me FPL points, I mean, I'll, I'll have them in my team. But the the, the players I'd, I'd look to avoid are just kind of just simply rotation risks. Um, probably apart from obviously Man City players, because obviously, you know, they're probably still worth it, even though, um, you know, they are going to get rotated here and there. But yeah, mostly rotation risks. If um, you know, I try I try and avoid them um, as much as possible. But um, yeah, apart from that, I mean, I don't really. I kind of um, put my emotion to the side um, when it comes to picking my FPL team. I mean, if I, do, if I don't like a player, but you know he's he's a good FPL asset. I mean, he'll he'll be in my team. Yeah. See, this is probably why you're doing really well, and uh, my horrific <laughs> worst ever season is coinciding with uh-huh. me being an emotional so what, what, case about players. <laughs> so who's um who, who's it that's on your list? Well, oh, the number gosh. one. The, the, the list is not going to stop. 
<laughs> Calvert Lewin. I've refused oh. all season to have Calvert Lewin. This this is just because I backed him so heavily last year, and he he really let me down. Um, Watkins is still in my team, but he uh-huh. he I've owned him twice. He never returns when I own him. Um, uh-huh. He did get like. I don't know, some crazy number of goals in the intervening weeks when I sold him. And, and Trossard's joined the list now. I just I can't go back there. So it's it's getting problematic. So have, you not, have, have you not had Carver-Lewin all season? That is correct. That wow. is correct. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's probably yeah. It's been yeah. grim. It's been very grim. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He was crazy the first 10 weeks, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if you had to choose one player, past or present, to have in your FPL team, who would it be? Uh, you know, this was this was a, a good question. Um, it, it, it'd be one of. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go for Ronaldo, but it was really close between him and Rooney. Um, it's just because when I first started playing the FPL, he was, um, you know, my kind of perma captain, uh, Ronaldo. Oh yeah. And yeah. he was the one who basically won me all my mini leagues. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier, like you know when. Um, when I, the first season I played, I joined in game week two, so all my my mini league mates had um, one week head start, and I, I ended up winning that league, um, which really annoyed, <laughs> which really annoyed all of them, and it was basically <laughs> because of Ronaldo because I had you know every almost every week and I was getting accused of cheating because I I kept captain the same player, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so he yeah, so it's just because he kind of brings brings back good memories and Rooney as well. He's he, he's I've got a lot of memories with Rooney just. You know, not not only as for an FPL option, but just um, you know, as a player, you know, when he was in the team and when him and Ronaldo were there, it was just like you know the, the good old days. Um, you know, unlike now, um, when you've got Liverpool and Man City dominating. So yeah. Well, you're not going too bad this year, in fairness. But uh, the the next question you mentioned earlier on the great reason why you named your um, your FPL account FPL mm-hmm. Salah. But in terms of when you joined Twitter, who were the first five FPL accounts you followed and still follow on Twitter? This is always an interesting one we find. Okay, so the first FPL accounts were actually Sky Sports Fantasy Football, um, the official FPL account, um, Fantasy Football Scout, and um, actually Andy there for Let's Talk FPL. Oh, Andy's so, good. Andy, Andy must be great on the algorithm or something because he's uh, he, yeah. uh, the number of people who say yeah he's the first, and this is from even years ago when um yeah but, uh, yeah no, top top account and uh, lovely lad we had him him on here as well he's actually living in um in the same town as me which is only like a hundred thousand oh, okay. people in it in Galway here. Um, but, nice. uh, yeah, because yeah. I know he's living in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah, he's over here. So um, no, lovely guy. Nice. Small yeah, I know he has a nice guy. Two two FPL. Uh, two FPL legends, yeah. Two FPL juggernauts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it? So, Abs, what is it that you like uh, best about being part of the FPL community? I mean, we know you started your, you know, first goal scorer and clean sheet odds. What what yeah. got you into that, and what got you into the community? Yeah, I mean, what got me into the community was just that um, I just saw I, I used to be a frequently on the on the fans football scout kind of forum. I don't know if you guys um, were ever on that, but I mean, I used to. That's when I kind of first started, um, and then I just saw a lot of people going on to Twitter. So then I started going on Twitter myself, and I just found it was a, a much better kind of platform to talk about FPL and you know, kind of uh, talk to kind of fellow, you know, like like you know um people kind of in the same boat as me um, who are kind of fpl addicts and etc so um 
yeah, so that that's 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 kind of why I went over to Twitter. And what what I like about the community is it's it's honestly really really friendly. Um, honestly, it is, and there's a lot of lot of good people, and I've I've actually met kind of you know just guys like yourself, Mars, and you know people, you know the group chat we've got, you know, really really nice people who 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 can actually call my friends. I mean, I, I never th- thought I'd kind of meet people on on Twitter who I could actually call, you know, proper mates. Um, so it is a really friendly community. Um, on the whole, I'd say like 95%. I mean, obviously you get kind of the, the kind of odd bad apples in, in any in any place, but yeah, it's it's a really kind of uh, nice place and uh, really supportive. I, I'd say. Um, I mean, a lot of people are kind of you know supportive of of the stuff I do when you when I'm writing articles, etc. You know, you get a lot of kind of positive feedback and people saying nice things. So, yeah, um, it's it's yeah, that's what I'd say about it probably. No, um, fair enough. Yeah. I, and, uh, and what did you start? Sorry, with the the goal scorer and the clean sheet on. Sorry, Kylie, say that again. So, what made you start with? So that was the second part of his question. There was what made you start with the goal scorer and the clean sheet on. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, um, I I used to I, I've I've always kind of looked at. Like you know, um, goal scorer odds and clean sheet odds. You know, for my FPL team. I mean, I, I don't gamble, and like so, I've, like you know, a lot of people think I'm I'm a kind of big gambler because I'm, I'm posting like the clean sheet and and score odds. But um, the reason I the reason I use um, you know, the bookies data is because you know they're really really they're that's kind of the most accurate information you'll get out there um, that's so readily available, and it's really and I find it really helpful kind of you know using that to aid my FPL decisions. Um, so. I used to I used to do it you know for myself and then once I got onto Twitter and that I just thought you know you know if it's helping me then it might help you know other people as well so I just started posting them I didn't really think anything of it I just kind of you know thought okay I'll I'll start this I didn't think it was gonna I didn't ever think my account was gonna get this big um you know like thirty thousand followers and um you know kind of that's kind of where it started off you know posting. Yeah, you know the goal show, the the goal scored and clean sheet odds, and then kind of you know people really you know liked it, and you know we're kind of asking uh, week on week, you know where I'm going to post them, etc. And then from there on, I kind of got into all the writing and stuff. Um, so yeah, I just think um, I, I use it for you know for, you know for my FPL team, and I just thought it'd be good um, to kind of share it with the community. And um, yeah, I just kind of started off from there and just kind of rocketed really. I always find it funny that they, uh, the the um, the bookies have so much uh, faith in Aguero more than Pep. Every time he's the, yeah. first, the first likely to score, even though he hasn't played in like twenty years. Yeah, yeah. The thing with the thing with the goal score rods is that they um, a lot of people kind of don't know this as well. And you get people like asking me every week, but the the goal score rods um, give you predictions on the basis that play, that the player is starting. Yeah. And um, and also you've got to kind of take into account that the, the bookies odds um, have their their margins as well, so they have they have the margin there to cover themselves, um, you know, to always to make their profits. So you you do kind of need to. I mean, I'd say that if, when you're looking at bookies odds, they they are accurate, but like if for example a player was fifty percent to score like at any time, the actual odds would probably be around about forty six forty five. So you need to kind of it'd be like it's like you know four or five percent three percent. Um, that they add on for their own. Um, so if you, as long as you kind of have that in the back of your head, um, yeah. then you know you kind of have a, a better idea. But yeah, on on the whole, I mean they've they're obviously you know they've got people kind of 
you know, like, you know, full-time jobs, you know, analysts, uh, you know, analyzing this information and then, you know, coming up with them odds, you know, from all, from the information of like, you know, thousands of matches, etc. So, yeah, it's accurate on the whole. Yeah, and I guess also they're very financially motivated to to not get that information wrong, right? Because exactly, it's a lot on the line. <laughs> so more, yeah. more than uh, the rest of us with with fantasy. Before um, we move on, sorry. Uh, before before we move on, whilst we're on this topic of percentages, etc., where do you sit? Uh, abs on the uh, uh, EO um, debate, the big debate at the moment. Do you choose the cal- you, you said you're um, calculated. So do you look at the EO for player um, to make you decide? So I know you said you know you would captain Kane depending where you are, but is EO for you um, a big decider for a captain? Um, it's you know no, it's, it's not like it wouldn't be the sole reason I, I captain a player. But for example, um, if um, if I'm ranked quite well, and um, you know there's there's you know like Bruno's got a good fixture and Kane's got a good fixture, and it's like really close between them, and I know that you know Kane's likely to have a, a higher EO, then I'd probably go for him on that basis. But you know that's um, that's the kind of situation which you don't really get most weeks. So usually I just go for the player who who I think is is the best option, yeah. um, and I don't take you into consideration. But um, it's, it's not to say that I don't use it at all, and I don't think. I, I mean, I, I think it's useful sometimes, and it's good to to, to have that EO information, um, you know, for those kind of uh, situations where you know you're kind of fifty fifty. But um, on the whole, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't kind of just you know captain a player just because he's going to be the highest. Captain every week. Um, yeah. Cool. Sorry, Kate. Go ahead. Um, so, total change of pace with this next question, um, and another one of those ones that people often find a little bit tricky, but it's quite fun. Um, so, you're hosting a dinner party, yay, and you can invite any three people, living or dead. So, mm. who are they, and what food or drink? Sorry, food and drink. You don't have mm-hmm. to like starve them or. You know, leave them <laughs> <or anything. laughs> Both are available. What What are you serving them? Yeah, yeah. I like I like this question, right? And kind of thought hard about it, but um, like I was, like, I'm, I'm gonna pick the three people who are alive because I, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of, of kind of bringing people back from the dead. So the the three people um that I'm, that I'm bringing are kind of living at the moment. So I think one of them would be Ronaldinho, just because he's probably probably my my favorite footballer. Um, of all time, I'd say, uh, just because of you know his style of play and just you know always having a smile on his face. Um, so he'd be one of them. Um, the second would be uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um, so I don't know if you, he's an MMA fighter. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if Don likes him. Uh, but yeah. uh, I, anyone that can smash the face of Conor McGregor, I'm perfectly yeah. happy. With. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's 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 one of the that's one of the main reasons why I love the guy as well. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but uh, yeah. And uh, the third would be um, would be actually be uh, Bielsa. Um, honestly, like this this season, um, I've just kind of fallen in love with Bielsa. Just not only because, like, it's it's just the way he's kind of um, you know bought that team up, uh, you know, from the championship. And just the way he's got them playing, and just his tactics, and just the kind of guy he is, he just seems like a really cool, kind of cool, you know, like a cool sound person. And um, I watched the um, the Leeds documentary as well um, this year, um, coming home, 
and I just kind of, I really just kind of fell in love with Leeds and Bielsa after watching that. So he's he's one of my favourite people just now. So yeah, that's the three I'd have. And anyone who can squat for that long is pretty impressive, just as a person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it actually hurts. This is so cool. Just watching him, he's just like in that that position for so long. He's just, <laughs> just I know, he's just so chilled. He's like he's squatting, just drinking coffee the whole game, and he's just yeah. What a guy, man! What a guy. <laughs> Abs, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to say it. You, you support United. Your handle is FBL Salah, and you just admitted that you love Leeds. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if it's gonna be the flavor of the month for the United fans. I know, I know. You know what, like, you know what, Mars, like, um, I've, I've had people give me stick on on Twitter about, about that. You know, when I'm when I'm kind of praising Leeds. Um, but you know, I, I I don't care. I mean, like no, if, if sometimes just, uh, if you see it, you have to say it. You know, like yeah, exactly. You know what? It's just and and it's not like Leeds are a kind of threat to my, to United now anyway. No. But um, they're, they're a total different team. And yeah, I mean, being a football yeah, fan. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a football fan first. Yeah, but as you said, even with um, you know, in terms of your your own rivalry and stuff, you're not enough from Manchester. And I think also even rivalry-wise, it's sometimes like, for instance, non-people people like us Liverpool fans who aren't from Liverpool, we don't really get Liverpool-Everton rivalry in the same way as local Liverpool people do because mm-hmm. we're not going into work or our friends aren't like a load of between Everton exactly. fans and Liverpool fans. So the thing with Leeds, if you didn't grow up in the era where Leeds and Man United were at each other's throat all the time, then you're not yeah. really going to get the major kind of animosity, I guess, with Leeds. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Don, that's, that's what I was saying earlier. It's just because when you actually live in this city, then you, you're kind of you're in that community, and you, mm. you've probably got a more sense of belonging. And you know, obviously, you're going to have a lot more passion for it. So I think when you're outside that bubble, it's probably um, you know a lot easier to kind of be. It kind of is. Bit, it's a bit manufactured in a way, if you think about it. If you do try to pretend as though, oh no, I despise Leeds. Um, yeah. If if you know, and there's no point in doing that. You may as well be honest, as you said. Um, so. The seventeenth question. So we're getting through. Get we're getting. Food. What's You're that? Missing the food. Which oh, is oh, like sorry. The food. The food. Sorry. Yeah. Good you, God, the, the food, food is the most important part. Yeah. Honestly, the food I, I would I would get my mum to to make up slap up a good meal because my mum is like kind of the best cook in the world. So I'd get her like a a chicken biryani. Um, I'd get like three or four curry, curries on the go. Um, I'm sure all three of them would love it. Um, so yeah, it'd be my mum's food. Let's hope Mrs. Abdul is not listening to this later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, 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 she's a good cook as well. Yeah, she's good. yeah, yeah, good. Oh, backtracking, That's backtracking. <laughs> Uh, it's a good thing she hates the FPL, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, the am I allowed to go now? Okay. Uh, yes, I approve. You thank, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so this is um, this is a bit of an emergency. Abdul, okay, your family are all okay, but your house is on fire. You could only save one non-living item. What do you grab? This is probably like the most common answer you'll you'd get, but it has to be my phone. Um, I've just I've got everything on my phone, um, like you know, my kind of pictures of my kids, you know, from years back. So yeah, any non-living item would, would be my phone. Um, I mean, I've I've got all my kind of my work laptop and my work desktop here as well, uh, which I would leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. I, I would take my phone. Nice one, nice one, Yano. Yeah, it's pretty much pretty much just essential these days. 
Um, we've yeah. got so much stuff on them. Um, yeah. Do you tell us, do you have any special skill outside of your job and being good at FBL? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't think I've got any special skills outside of of FPL. Really. I mean, I've got, I'd, I'd say I'm kind of a, a jack of all trades in in like sports. So you know, I played a lot of football when I was younger and tennis and table tennis and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd say FPL is my is my special skill. Um, but outside that, uh, no, I mean, I, I kind of really thought really hard about this question and I, I couldn't really think of anything. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's probably the I mean, there's some t- traits, probably personality traits that make you good at FBL, which probably um, classifies as a special skill. But we had some strange answers in the past, like things like rolling your tongue and, uh, and uh, very, very, yeah. very pre- peculiar ones. Yeah. But uh, I heard you're good with tongue twisters. So can you tell can you say purple burglar alarm, please? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's the request come from, right? <laughs> oh, you're joking. <laughs> Do you want me to see it? Yes, One. Yeah. Is it? Wait, uh, purple burglar alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I was alright, wasn't it? It, was, it wasn't bad, it wasn't bad. You de- you definitely concentrated no on it. Why, I did, I did. I, I thought I had a bit. I could feel a bit of strain there. Like there was a lot of <laughs> You had to focus on it, but yeah, I had to, I'll uh, let you guess who asked for, for me to ask you to say that. Yeah, um, lovely, the lovely Lynn. Uh, exactly, I... exactly. Good guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, what, uh, you into music? What's your favorite band, uh, movie, and what 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 are you currently watching, especially yeah. when, in lockdown? Lots of TV. Yeah. yeah, I've been watching a lot of TV recently, um, as probably everybody else. But um, if your favorite band, I don't think I really have a favorite band to be honest. I mean, I'd probably have to say something like Oasis, um, but you know, I'm not like a a, a, a huge fan. Like you know, I'm not like crazy over them um favorite movie it's got to be something like i'd say it's, it's a close one between snatch and goodfellas yeah um, nice choice yeah really two really like two, there's two movies i can watch again and again um really really um you know like funny it's got you know movies that have got everything um good storylines etc um what i'm currently watching at the moment like i've just recently watched something called um mirzapur right I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it's like um, it's on Amazon Prime, and it's about um, Indian, it's like about in Indian gang wars. And oh, it's yeah. r- really, really good. Um, it kind of got really kind of rave reviews. Um, What's it called? Yeah, uh, Mirzapur. Okay, Mirzapur. So it's M M I R Z A P U R. So Mirzapur is like a place in India. It's like a, a city in India, mm. and uh, it's kind of based on that. And it's honestly, it's really good. Um, it's it's in like Hindi, but it's got English subtitles. So if you guys kind of want to watch it, I'd, I'd recommend it. It's really good. Um, sure. And I'm, I'm also just rewatching The Office as well, the the, the UK one. Um, I've rewatched it about five or six times now. But um, I mean, every time I watch it, I just I just laugh like like I've been watching it the first time it's just one of the best I think in my opinion like the, the Office UK is the best comedy ever made it's oh, just wow. love it um, so yeah o- Only Fools and Horses is my favourite one but the, I, one thing I can't really understand is when people actually say the U- US Office has been one of the greatest ever going on I've tried to watch that and after watching the UK one I can't watch and I, I, I love a lot of the actors in the US Office but it just doesn't work the same way without yeah, Ricky Gervais. Exactly. You know, I, I watched a few episodes of that, right? And I just thought, you know, it was okay. I mean, it's, it's got that kind of American type humor, which which is fine. But 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, actually, I was having a conversation with um, Mark Southerns actually a few months ago, and, he, and when he said uh, the, the Office US is better than the UK one, I was like quite shocked. I was like, how can you, how could you actually say that? Um, but you know what I mean? Because the, the Office UK is, in my opinion, like ten times more funny. I, I nearly didn't invite him on the Getting to Know You episode that we had him on <laughs> yeah. when I heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, like, I think what what he, what he kind of argued was like the character development, etc. But I mean, The Office UK is only two seasons, whereas I think the US one they've got like I don't know about twelve or something. So mm. yeah, I just think like kind of comedy wise, uh, like they tend to do in US TV, they flog the flog that horse until it's well and truly dead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, I think um, in the UK one they stopped it just at the right time. Mm. I think if they went any further, it would have kind of lost its appeal. Yeah. That's always a bit sad when that happens to shows. Um, okay, so we're at the last question. So tell us one guilty pleasure and one bad habit that you have. Um, I think my, my bad habit um, is probably spending too much time on the phone. Um, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's probably one that um, you know we all have, but I just I just spend too much time on on, on Twitter. Um, because of FPL um, and just like just on my phone in general, so I think that's one bad habit. I need to I need to definitely curb down on that. Um, guilty pleasure, uh, I I don't know. Um, you know what? You asked this question. It was tell us one guilty pleasure and or one bad habit. So <laughs> I, I just put down the bad habit. Um, guilty pleasure. Yeah, I eliminated your option. <laughs> yeah. Sneaky like I that. Am guilty pleasure. I'd, I'd, I'd probably say, I'd probably say um, watching my FPL players, you know, like for example, who play for rival teams, score well. Um, so that's probably I'd say a guilty pleasure mm. because you know technically that's not I'm not supposed to feel that way, but yeah, that's that's a guilty pleasure that you know I'm happy to have. Yeah. Um, no, that 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 actually, but nobody's actually said that before, but it makes perfect sense. Um, my kids are a bit shocked sometimes when they see me um, cheering on a Man City goal and going, yeah. that's not, that's not, that's strange behavior from our dad. But um, <laughs> Abdul, thanks very much for coming on the Three Amigos FBL show. It was a pleasure getting to know you. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me on. Been oh, great. Great one. Cheers. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and them.